Welcome to the Market Leaders Podcast, where you'll find valuable business development and marketing insights from legal innovators. Hello, and welcome back to the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today I'm here with Stephanie Marone, who is the Marketing Director at Tartar, Krinsky, and Drogan. With more than 15 years of experience in professional services marketing, Stephanie works with firm leadership to develop and implement strategy to enhance client and business development, marketing, communications, and media relations effort. Stephanie, great to have you with us. Thank you, David. I'm really happy to be here today. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your firm. I am, like you said, I'm at Tower Krinsky and Drogan. This is a New York City firm. We have about 75 lawyers, full service practice. And it's really interesting for me, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but interesting for me, having come from the big law background to go to a mid-sized firm, there's lots of really interesting things happening at firms of this size. And so we have one main office in New York City with a satellite office in Princeton and soon to be opening in San Francisco as well. Oh, that's great. So tell me a little bit about your journey. Sure. So uh, after graduating college, I was an editor at Redbook Magazine for a number of years and decided that I wanted something a little more substantive. And so I was approached to join Paul Weiss as their first in-house writer, editor, managing their alumni program. And I jumped at the opportunity thinking I wanted to go to law school. I realized pretty quickly that I did not want to go to law school, but that I did really love legal marketing. And I was able to find a wonderful mentor who took me with her to three additional firms um, throughout BAM Law 100. And so then I just continued to move up in the communications area, and I worked at five really big firms. And then I got to a point where I decided that I wanted to maybe steer the ship in marketing and thought it would be really interesting to do that at a firm that was a little bit more scaled back in terms of the size and the scope. And that's how I found myself here at Tartar Krinsky and Drogan, where I am managing marketing communications um, and all strategy related to those initiatives and business development. So you went with working with a number of very large firms uh, where you were perhaps a, a crew person on the ship to steering the yacht. So here you are in a smaller firm, 75 lawyers, and you are leading up these initiatives. What have you found to be some significant differences in terms of that role and that size firm? I mean, there's so many great things. I could start with that. Um, I think you cut out a lot of the bureaucracy. So there's the ability to get things done a little quicker than to go through a lot of different channels of approval. There's also... I think a willingness to take risk because we're not in the news every day because we don't have a household name. We need to be able to create news about ourselves to get our name out there. So I'm able to take chances and do some creative marketing. And I really appreciate the opportunity to do that. Um, I think it's terrific to build relationships with with all of the lawyers here. I have really strong relationships and you really get to know everybody on a very personal level and know their business. So I know how to help them from a marketing standpoint. On the flip side, there's also some challenges. Of course, a smaller firm means smaller budget. So I have to do more. And oftentimes, I'm still asked to do the same amount of work, if not more, with fewer resources. And resources meaning fewer people and fewer dollars to do those things. And so that has made me become much more resourceful with what I have here. So I um, will reuse and repurpose in terms of content. I'll be very careful about how I'm spending my own time as well. Um, I've also taken advantage of a lot of free tools out there, Canva.com to help me with graphic design and a number of other kind of shortcuts that, you know, you sort of 
have to implement when you work at a smaller firm. This is the kind of environment where you have to roll up your sleeves and, you know, do everything from booking your own conference room to leading strategy. And so it's been a really terrific reminder to me that, you know, I can do all of those things and um, be productive as well. I would say it's also very important for me to I have a small team as me and two and two senior coordinators to have very strong business partners outside of the firm uh, and utilize consultants in a way that is very efficient and effective. And so I think, you know, just being in the LMA for so many years and having networked so much, the relationships I've made throughout the years in big law and through conferences has really helped me now when I need to depend on people with the things that I don't have the resources to do in-house. It sort of leads me to my next question, which is, so which of these initiatives have you found to be most successful at a firm of this smaller size? So I would say that we've had a lot of success with our content marketing social media strategy, and that ties into thought leadership. So we've spent a lot of time and effort to really make sure that the right practices are producing content at the right time and that we're delivering content that is client-centric, focused, and it's what our clients want to read. Also, it's very important to spend the time to look, obviously, at your mailing list and then to reconcile those lists and see what's happening in terms of who the mailings are going to, who they're not reaching, et cetera, because you can produce all the great content in the world, but it might not actually ever get to anybody if your lists aren't pristine. So that's been a big focus for us. I have never seen as much as I have in the last year or two where content is actually leading to new business and business leads. And it's so great for someone like me who's been drinking the Kool-Aid for so long in terms of how important this has been. I think a lot of people have always thought that these communications tools were more of a brand building activity, but they're actually leading to new business. And it's very exciting to see. Um, and along that vein, you know, an effort focusing on networking online in terms of LinkedIn, but also Facebook, as clients continue to skew younger, they're using social media platforms in a way that clients of yesterday did not. And so it's an education to our lawyers about how to communicate effectively with potential clients and with their clients who are younger. And I think that's been really interesting to see as well. I've been working on creating personal business development plans with a number of the lawyers to really hone in on their strengths, what they want to do, where they should be focused. And then I think we said, we'll we'll talk about this in another question, but um, there's a really cool business development program that we've been implementing here that firms, I think any firm of any size could put this into place as well. So I'm excited to talk to you about that. Great. Well, I know that marketing and social media strategy have been one of the strengths in your CV uh, all along in your career. And I'm glad to hear that you've been able to put it to good effect at this firm and to see some ROI from that. Me too. (laughs) So you alluded to this uh, business development initiative uh, that has been helpful in fostering the right mindset and pursuits among your lawyers. You want to talk about that a little? Yeah, sure. So we're calling it a pipeline business development program here at Tartar Krinsky and Drogan. And essentially what it is, is just making time for business development. We really believe that if you don't make the time for it, you will not be successful. It's not enough today to be just a great lawyer. You must market yourself or you will be forgotten. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I simply mean that it's so easy to just get bogged down by the work and um, serving the clients that you do have, but you always need to be out there to make sure that people don't forget you and that there's constant value-added touch points and that they really matter to those folks. So the program is open to the most junior associate, to the most senior partner. And we it's opt-in because, again, we only want people who really want to be in the program to be there. And we meet once a month 
uh, formally during lunch. Everyone has to eat lunch, so we figure you can spare an hour in our conference room and we'll, we'll feed you. And the idea is essentially that you make a list of leads. So they could be former clients, it could be people, you know, target clients, alumni, um, people with whom you you worked years ago. We have a strategy about around solo practitioners. We have a strategy around lawyers who are getting older and who may refer out business. We also get a lot of referrals through Big Law. So that's another source of, you know, a, a place where we spend a lot of time focusing on. And the idea is that you keep a tracker every month of three leads. So you're going to do three things. You promise that you're going to do those and you report on them in the next meeting. And it can be anything from having lunch with someone to writing an article. Um, So it's a combination of the traditional marketing, but then also the networking and the business development things. Um, It could be a pitch. It could be, again, like I said, a networking event. It could be a whole host of things. And the idea is that we're holding people accountable for these things. We're also giving um, the education part of it, giving people tools to succeed in terms of communicating effectively on social media, but also communicating effectively in the real world with networking tips and also how to close the deal and and a, a number of other programs that we've been doing to kind of just help people along no matter where you are in your career, what your comfort level is with these things, if you're an introvert, extrovert, et cetera. And it's been wildly successful. And we're tracking the success that we're actually able to produce figures that show that matters have resulted from this program. And um, it's been really rewarding to see people who are at you know, the end of their careers who were starting to get more energized by this. And then junior associates who were saying, you know what, it's never too early to start doing this because the people with whom, you know, that, that the people who they know now are going to be tomorrow's future leaders. I think it's a great program that you've designed here and, you know, very much uh, aligned with the work that we've been doing at law firms through the pipeline management and the practice pipeline initiatives. You know, it's one thing to come in and offer business development tips or, education, it's another to tie that directly to the networks of the lawyers so they can take specific relationship targets and apply the things that they're learning uh, to those targets. I assume you have a lot of back and forth and dialogue in these monthly lunch and learns? Yeah, absolutely. So the the whole point of the luncheon is really to to get everyone's feedback on things and to talk about how everyone's doing and talk about roadblocks, talk about successes. We celebrate the successes internally as well in our internal newsletter. You'd be surprised at how just even talking about, you know, I haven't heard back from this person, I'm disappointed, and then hearing one of your other partners or another lawyer just talk about, you know what, the same thing happened to me, don't get discouraged, sometimes people don't reach out to you unless they actually have a matter, and here's what I would do. So it's sharing success strategies, it's also, you know, sharing some challenges, and it's been great. It's also fostered, it's also had this byproduct where it's fostered relationships between the different between lawyers of different um, practices. So that's been terrific. And one of the initiatives we had them do last month was partnering together. So we asked everyone to say, okay, so it's a labor and employment lawyer. Who could you partner up with in the corporate department? Or could a litigator partner up with a, someone in the corporate department? And it was trying to think about ways we could package our services together. And it led to two new matters being brought in and been really terrific to actually see this turn into new matters and to see the lawyers get really energized um, at all stages of their careers. That's great. I love that you're using technology to track that and tie it to ROI as well. It leads me to my next question, which is, you know, in an initiative like that, it's easier to point to a return on investment. But 
it's not always easy to look at marketing and business development outputs and say, okay, this is the dollar number that was our return. How are you navigating that challenge? Yeah, so it's a great question. I mean, the lawyers say all the time, what's the ROI? I think that as an industry, we're not quite there yet in terms of being able to directly tie ROI to these efforts, but we're getting closer. Through this pipeline program, so every matter that's opened under the pipeline program, if the lawyers actually you know, code it correctly, which we're, we're giving them training on doing, is classified to this matter type. And so we're able to actually track how many matters were opened under the pipeline initiative. And one of our lawyers who was not well-versed in LinkedIn at all essentially saw on LinkedIn that one of his former associates had moved back to the United States and was working at a pharmaceutical company. So he asked if she wanted to have dinner. She said, yes, can I bring my partner? It turned out her partner was the head of HR at this company. And he talked to them over dinner and was able to explain why they needed U.S. counsel. And they hired us. So it's just another example of you never know. I heard another story the other day of somebody just wished somebody a happy birthday on LinkedIn and they got a client. You know, And again, they obviously have to talk about their expertise. They obviously need to prove themselves being a worthy lawyer. So it's... It's never been, I've never been able to tie these things to actual opening of matters and, and before. And I think that that's a really terrific example of you know, how you can look at the ROI of some of these initiatives. Yeah, we're definitely moving in the right direction. And those are great examples. So uh, we're almost out of time. I want to make sure that I ask you a little bit about where you go for inspiration and, and your professional development. I know you're very involved in LMA. I've had the pleasure of interacting with you for many years now through that context. But Uh, I wonder if uh, you can share a few thoughts as to what drives you to that organization and where else you go. Sure. Um, I get a lot of news by following really interesting people on Twitter and LinkedIn, like you, David. Um, So I encourage people to to do that as well. Reading short-form articles on social media has always been a way that inspires me and gives me new ideas. I try not to get everything just from the industry. I try to also expand my horizons and see what other companies and other industries are doing. I think that's a really terrific way to kind of breathe life into what you're doing. Um, I'm very involved in the LMA. I think it's a terrific organization to help with networking, to help with having soundboards and having people with whom you can interact on a, on a basis where you can get recommendations as well. So I talked about at a smaller firm, I need to have service providers to help me with the things that I can't do in-house. And all of those folks who I work with have come through relationships through the LMA. So I encourage people to think about, you know, attending conferences, but then also making sure that you are in the exhibit halls when you're at conferences and getting to know the different service providers and what they offer because you never know what you'll need down the line. And then the last thing I would say is um, the best way for me to met all these people and to be to get inspired is to have been a volunteer for the LMA. And I think that that's a terrific way, again, to be seen as a leader. Um, you can also find ways to write articles and interview people if that's a goal of yours, to meet different people. You can really build your own professional brand by getting involved in this organization. And there's so many opportunities to do so on many different levels. Well, you're a clear example of someone who has built a strong professional network. Uh, I know you have sat on the committees multiple times for LMA Tech, and I've had the pleasure of working with you in that context. And as you shared earlier, you know, you had a, a mentor who guided you through the first few jobs in your career. You have this strong LMA network that you draw upon now to leverage the benefit and value that you provide at your new firm. 
all of these are the advantages of someone who is well-networked and really gets the, the big picture. So I appreciate you sharing some of your tips with us and I uh, appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. This, this is terrific. Thank you for listening to the Market Leaders Podcast. For more business development resources, visit ackertinc.com.